Hey everyone, welcome to episode 3 of the Analyze and Educate News Roundup. This will be going for the 3rd of February until yesterday, the 9th of February. It is a sunny day in Northern California. Uh, weather is finally starting to heat up a little bit in anticipation of spring. So, yeah, if you're uh, in Northern California, get out, enjoy, enjoy the nice weather while we have it before it gets too hot at least this week we got a ambush on u.s forces in afghanistan nangarhar province uh looks like socom could be turning away from uh u.s air force air support and sweden will be joining a french-led task force to fight terrorism in africa and of course we have the uh coronavirus update for this week and then more so hope you guys enjoy this episode um you know the deal like share subscribe all that stuff really appreciate all the support that we've been getting recently um you can find us on twitter and instagram at analyze educate all one word that's the same handle for both um you got any questions you can ask us if you have suggestions you can ask us if there's something you don't like you can you know let us know any feedback is appreciated um, and yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. So let's start it off with North America. On the 3rd of February, four unknown gunmen in an arcade in Urapan, Michoacan, Mexico killed nine people and wounded two. At least three of those killed were under the age of 14. Police say that the suspects appear to have been searching for a specific target before they began firing indiscriminately. And to my knowledge, those individuals are still at large. And also in North America, U.S. Special Operations Command, otherwise known as SOCOM, appears to be looking at setting up its own uh, aircraft-capable unit to provide close air support, intelligence surveillance, reconnaissance, precision strikes, and special operations intelligence, as it may be turning away from uh, U.S. Air Force air support. SOCOM is looking at purchasing about 75 aircraft uh, with the A-29 Super Tucano and the AT-6 Wolverine being the most likely candidates. They did put out a solicitation for companies to uh, put forth proposals for their aircraft. Um, and I believe that will be held at some sort of um, some sort of convention uh, that SOCOM does. I can't remember the specifics of it. With that being said, we're moving on to Africa. Sweden is set to join Task Force Takaba, which is the French-led task force to combat Islamist insurgencies in the Sahal region of Africa. Specifics haven't really been confirmed, but it is thought that resources will include personnel and helicopters coming from the Swedish Special Forces. Uh, this unit could most likely come from Swedish SOG, Special Operations Group, which is a joint effort between the Swedish Army and the Swedish Navy's Tier 1 units into a joint task force. Task Force Tukaba will most likely be manned by France, Sweden, Ireland, Estonia, Finland, Latvia, Denmark, Belgium, Norway, the Netherlands, the United Kingdom, 
and the U.S. and Germany have declined the offer to be a part of the task force. This task force was set up, I believe, within the past year, um, but it will join the already 5,000 French and 2,000 Swedish troops that are actually on the ground and have been fighting insurgencies in the area for quite some time. With that being said, moving on to Europe, on the 3rd of February, in the city of Metz, France, a uh, gendarmerie was stabbed and wounded by a French soldier that had declared himself um, to be a member of ISIS. This French soldier was shot and wounded after the attack. And of course, it has been declared to be a terror incident. Moving on to Asia, the U.S. has announced that a CIA drone strike in Yemen back on January, sorry, I don't know the specific date, but in January 2020, killed the leader of al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula, Qasim al-Rami. Al-Rami survived a 2017 raid in Yemen that was carried out by Naval Special Warfare in which Chief Special Warfare Operator Ryan Owens was killed in action. Al-Rami is responsible for multiple attacks, including at least two bombings on U.S. embassies in Africa. He is responsible for the infamous underwear bombing, uh, or underwear bomber, or that idiot that tried to suicide bomb an airplane with a bomb in his underwear and it, like, misfired or something and lit his underwear on fire and he got caught like an idiot. And he's also responsible for a 2015 plot to kill the U.S. ambassador to Yemen. So, good thing he's dead. With that being said, on the 4th, the next day, moving on to Syria, President Erdogan of Turkey said that the Turkish Armed Forces will not allow the Syrian Arab Army, that's the Syrian government headed by Bashar al-Assad, will not allow them to gain more ground in Idlib province. And uh, intermittent fighting has continued between the Turkish Armed Forces and the Syrian Army in Idlib since clashes began last week with the, the TAF convoy entering the area. With that being said, though, two days later, the Syrian Arab Army did take the town of Sarakib, which is spearheaded by the 25th Special Mission Force Division, otherwise known as the Tiger Forces, which has served as the Syrian Arab Army's sort of uh, shock troops ever since the Russians intervened in the country back in 2015. They actually propped up the uh, 25th Division, and they have been probably the Syrian Army's most successful offensive unit since 2015. On the 7th, Around 1.15 local time, the Israeli Defense Forces launched airstrikes on Iranian-backed militias near the Al-Qiswa district in Damascus, Syria. Syrian Observatory for Human Rights reports at least 12 militiamen were killed. Uh, This is pretty common for Israeli forces to launch airstrikes on Iranian fighters and militias that are backed by them. So nothing new. Next day on the 8th, in Nangarhar province, Afghanistan, a uh, operational detachment alpha assigned to the 7th Special Forces Group, along with a unit from the Afghan National Army Special Forces, 
came under fire during a key, key leader engagement. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's pretty much when special forces or small teams of conventional forces go out to local areas, um, you know, remote villages, that kind of stuff, and basically sit down with tribal leaders, um, village elders, guys along those lines, and, you know, talk with them and, and see what's going on, see if uh, there's anything that U.S. or coalition forces can can help them with, whether it be clearing out um, ISIS or Taliban fighters nearby or, you know, helping them out with food or infrastructure, pretty much just trying to build relationships, right? So after this uh, key leader engagement, an Afghan national policeman opened fire on them with a heavy machine gun. Two U.S. soldiers were immediately killed, and those have announced to have been Sergeant First Class Javier Gutierrez and Sergeant First Class Antonio Rodriguez. Six U.S. forces were also wounded, and eight Afghan commandos were killed in this attack. Now, Sergeant First Class Gutierrez and Sergeant First Class Rodriguez are the fourth and fifth U.S. combat deaths in 2020 so far, with four of those being in Afghanistan and one of them being in Somalia at the beginning of the year. Um, and obviously we're keeping their families and our thoughts and prayers. Also on the 8th at 1530 local time, that is 3.30 for all you Americans, a Sergeant Major First Class in, yeah, that's a rank, Sergeant Major First Class in the Thai Army began a rampage in Bear with me here. Nakon Rachima province in Thailand. It began when he killed his commanding officer and two others, uh, apparently over some sort of property dispute off base. And then he actually went onto the base he was stationed at, raided the armory. He took two Type 11 assault rifles, which is, uh, I think it's like a local, locally produced uh, HK-33, which is like a G3 variant. He also took an M60 machine gun from the base armory. He then stole a Humvee, um, of course, shooting his way out of the base, drove to a nearby Buddhist temple, killed nine other people, I think eight civilians and one police officer. After that, he went to the Terminal 21 Karat Mall and began firing at more civilians and police officers. And he stayed there until uh, 9.13 the next morning when he was killed by police sharpshooters in total, he killed at least 29 people and wounded at least 58. Also on the 8th, busy day, ethnic clashes between uh, Kazakhs and ethnic Dungans were reported in the Kordai district. Um, for those who don't know, the Dungan ethnic group, which I did not know until I, until I looked this up, they're a Muslim group of Chinese origin. So the clashes killed... About 10 people, 15 to 30 businesses and homes were destroyed. Police and National Guard units were deployed and took control of the area after that. And moving on to the next day on the 9th, which is yesterday, at the Imam Khomeini spaceport in Iran, uh, the country once again failed to launch a satellite. So I think this is within the past year, I think. They've tried to do this four times, and it's just failed miserably every time. And I'd like to point out the irony in a spaceport, quote-unquote, that can't even launch a satellite. But 
whatever. With that being said, we will move on to the coronavirus update for this week. But before that, we will take a quick commercial break. And we're back with the coronavirus update. So the week began with uh, about 20,600 cases, a little bit more than that, and 427 deaths at least, with, again, only two of those being outside of China, one being in Hong Kong, one being up in the Philippines. The week ended with over 40,500 cases and 910 deaths. So both figures just about doubled. Rumors are spreading that Chinese cities are actually offering a bounty that equates to about 140 US dollars to anyone that reports Wuhan residents Uh, hiding in other cities pretty much. It sounds like the Chinese government is trying to round up citizens or not citizens, residents of Wuhan and bring them back to the city over fears that they could spread the virus. Chinese government is actually utilizing drones to monitor people outside, especially people that go outside without wearing, uh, wearing masks. A lot of videos of the government, um, using these drones like the drone has a loudspeaker on them and they like stalk these people there's one where they stalked like this this uh older woman and told her to go home because she didn't have a mask on and you tell she was scared to death because the drone was talking to her that's at camp ashland which is a army national guard base in oklahoma will be used um to quarantine citizens i believe they already sent about 47 people over there also have it um, on authority from someone I know that works at the base, who I will not name, that Camp Roberts in California could be used to quarantine citizens as well, who have, uh, may have come into contact with people in areas where there are a lot of infections. But they don't know yet, so they're, they're on standby until they get told for sure if that's going to happen. So on the 3rd of February, uh, second death is reported outside of China, being in Hong Kong. Excuse me. The city of Macau, which is the world's largest gambling center, suspended casino operations for at least two weeks. Um, that's crazy. That's like, imagine Las Vegas and double that basically suspending casino operations for two weeks, at least, at least. And Hyundai announced that starting on the 7th of this month, they will suspend work in factories in South Korea for at least three days uh, due to disruptions in the supply chain. That's not surprising. I think a lot of uh, experts have been predicting that This virus will have a harsh impact to the economy, particularly in supply chains, as China, um, which is one of the world's largest, if not the largest supply chains, is basically in complete chaos right now. China agreed to allow doctors from the U.S. Center of Disease Control into the country as part of a World Health Organization-led effort to combat the virus. So I believe the WHO is basically putting together a task force to 
try and figure out exactly what's going on and how they can stop the virus from spreading and maybe even find a vaccine. The uh, Lufthansa aircraft uh, company canceled flights to Beijing and Shanghai until the 28th of this month and the rest of China until the 28th of March. So that's going to have a big impact on uh, tourism and the Chinese economy in general. On the 4th, the next day, at least 10 people on a cruise ship quarantined in the port of Yokohama, Japan, tested positive for the virus out of the, I believe, 4,000 or so people, uh, crew and passengers and all that are on that ship. They will continue until the rest of the crew and passengers are tested for the virus and they're actually on quarantine right now. So they're, they're doing a 14 day quarantine and that quarantine basically starts over every time that a new case is confirmed positive. And a lot of these people, right, they live um, in decks under the ship. So, you know, they don't have windows. They don't really have a lot of access to fresh air. Um, a lot of them are getting cabin fever. I guess they're allowed outside, I think less than, an hour every day, and they had to stand at least three feet apart from each other. The next day on the 5th, Professor Robin Shattuck, which is the head of infection and immunity at the Imperial College in London, announced that the potential vaccine for the 2019 novel coronavirus will begin animal testing next week. Human trials could begin in the summer if A, funding is secured, and B, uh, the animal trials are successful. One thing to keep in mind is when you're figuring out a vaccine, right, for a new virus, you have to, first step is to regrow the virus, right? You need to regrow the virus. You could basically test on it, see what works to cure it, right? After that, when you have your potential vaccine, then you have to test it on animals. Then if that's successful, then you have to test it on humans. Once that is successful, then you have to figure out how you're gonna produce it. And then once that is figured out, you have to figure out how you're gonna distribute it. So even if this animal testing is successful, still see uh, months until this vaccine is distributed, and that's if it's successful. Also on the 5th, Carrie Lam, which is the chief executive for Hong Kong, says that visitors from the mainland will undergo a 14-day quarantine, with very few exceptions, and doctors at the Wuhan Children's Hospital warn that the virus can spread from a mother to baby in the womb after at least two newborns, <coughs> excuse me, did test positive for the virus. And I believe at the time they tested positive, they were both around 30 hours old. Moving on to the sixth, a new case was confirmed in Wisconsin. That was the 12th case in the U.S. And this person had recently actually come back from Beijing where he he had been in contact with people that were infected Also on the 6th, Saudi Arabia banned its citizens from traveling to China. 
Taiwan banned international cruise ships from docking in its ports. Next day, on the 7th of 1st, U.S. citizen to die from the 2019 novel coronavirus died in Wuhan. This was confirmed by the U.S. Embassy in Beijing. I think there, I think I saw that around 40 foreigners were infected with a virus in China and two of them had died. I can't remember where the second one was from. Also on the 7th uh, in Yokohama, cases on that cruise ship jumped to 61 from 10 to 61. 11 of those are are Americans, 7 Australians, 7 Canadians, 1 Argentine, 1 person from Taiwan, 1 Britain, 3 from Hong Kong, 1 from New Zealand, and the rest are Japanese nationals. At least two dozen people are being screened on a cruise ship that's docked in New Jersey for the 2019 coronavirus, and four of them were taken to the hospital under the suspicion that they do have the virus. The Royal Caribbean banned people holding passports from China, Macau, and Hong Kong from boarding their ships. On the 8th, Italy suspended air traffic to and from China, and on the 9th, the provinces of the provinces... Jeez of Hebei and Shandong announced that they will keep schools closed until at least the 1st of March. That is subject to change, though. And I wasn't able to get this in my notes, but um, right before the end of the night yesterday, it was actually announced that the number of cases on that cruise ship in Yokohama had actually jumped up another 60 people. So we're looking at at least 120 on that cruise ship. And of course, that means that their quarantine starts again all over. And that is all we have for this week. One uh, one thing I probably should have mentioned. So here where I live, we go off Pacific Standard Time, right? So anything that gets reported before midnight on Monday, Monday morning technically, gets put into this Pacific Standard Time. That is, anything after midnight on Monday morning gets put into next week's podcast. That's something worth noting. Probably should have said that before. everyone thank you for listening to this episode of the analyze and educate podcast like i said before you could find us on instagram at analyze educate all one word you could find me on my personal at kirko 408 on instagram you could find this podcast on spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, breaker anywhere you find your podcast really like share subscribe review the podcast whatever you got to do spread the word the support helps us out a lot we really appreciate it i hope you like this episode um hit us up tell me what you like tell me what you don't like tell me what you want to see you know what whatever you want to tell me just hit us up and yeah we'll see you guys next time